We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. Today, we're going to talk about free agency. We're going to break down the point guards of this year's free agent class. We'll talk a little bit of news as well. But before we dive into everything, quick reminder, tomorrow night, we've got game six of the NBA Finals. I will be over on playback. We'll be doing our live play-by-play of that game. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to put the link in the description down below. Come join us. We'll talk some basketball as the game is on. Want to make sure I get that in before I get mid-show and then I forget about it. So (laughs) make sure you guys click on that link. We'll be over on playback. During the game, you can watch the NBA front office live stream of the game we're showing you the game and watching it with you it is a lot of fun so come join us for that keith smith at keith smith nba how are you doing and uh, i'm excited to get into the free agent list today this is going to be fun yeah i'm super excited we uh we might only have one basketball game left this year tomorrow night we'll see uh or in this season i should say not not this year clearly there's there's gonna be plenty of games in the uh fall and winter but uh yeah we're we're getting down to it there summer league just a few weeks away let's go yep uh but yeah we're getting it's i mean free agent time is uh 15 days away 6 p.m june 30th uh, everything gets so open and cranking, and that's when we'll start uh, getting those Woj bombs. And we don't really have a thing for Shams, right? They, they, they nobody's created anything. So. Nothing that's stuck. I've seen people try the the Shams Wow. Yeah, I've um, seen that stuff, stuff like that, but nothing that that's really stuck. So we'll see. I, at this point, I, I just don't think we're going to land on it. Like it would have happened no. by now. If yeah, if and it's going to happen. Absolutely. Right. Like it, yep. it's just got to organically be created. But yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, man, we're, we're there. So we're, we're going to, we're, we've got one, a little bit of news to, to touch on a little, little bit of rumor stuff. And then we're going to dive deep into think point guards today. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to talk to free agent point guard class. Yeah. So let's, let's talk a little bit about the news. Keith, Keith Pompey uh, had out there that the 76ers are kind of gauging the market on Matisse Thibel and Tobias Harris. Now, Tobias Harris, obviously, big contract. It might not be easy to move that, but a lot of teams looking for essentially that skill set, big wing that can give you some outside shooting, a little bit of switchability on defense. Um, still makes a lot, so that's going to be a bit of a challenge. But interesting that those are the two pieces that they're looking to potentially move as they look to reshape their roster in order to improve upon what they had last season and, and kind of adjust around James Harden and Joel Embiid because, remember, they didn't know that they were going to have 
James Harden when they built that roster or added pieces last summer. So now they get a chance to really kind of dial in exactly what they want next to these two stars now. So it will be interesting to see exactly what path they choose and if there's a trade out there for those players. Uh, we talked about Matisse Thibel the other day, Keith, and you mentioned that he's becoming more and more like instead of a three and D, just D not really known for any kind of shooting or anything like that. Mm -hmm. What do you think his market is going to be like? And then let's, and then we'll get into uh, Tobias. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be all that robust for Matisse Thibel. I just think you're in a position where he's, he did, he's very good. He's an all defense level. Good. Uh, Maybe even a defensive player of the year. Good. But at the guard wing position, that's tricky to pay you know that much for a guy who just you know he's not he's he's almost too starting to become not just a poor shooter but a non-shooter and that's in a lot of ways I think that I always say that's more dangerous than yeah. being a poor shooter um so yeah I'm a little worried about where he's gonna go for sure and then what about uh Tobias Harris I mean this is this is a pretty big time contract for him um let's see He's the kind of guy where if we separate the contract from the player, you say, okay, this is a guy a lot of teams want, but he's going to be making, what is it, $79 million over the next two seasons? Yeah. That's that's a lot. That's a lot Almost, to pay. It's yeah. Harris, who probably you're at, you're, he's at his best if he's your maybe third best player, fourth best player is probably ideal. So what, what happens with Tobias Harris? Is, or is there a team out there you think that's willing to take a shot on him? Um, yeah, somebody probably would maybe, but I think it's going to involve Philly taking back some money that they don't necessarily really like all that much. And, or Philly's going to have to pay in draft picks that the going rate has historically been for every 20 million and, uh, you know, unwanted salary or bad salary. It's one first round pick. Uh, so you're talking two first rounders. Do you'd have to give up if you're Philly? And I don't know. You know, I mean, maybe even three. It, that and that's too far for me. I wouldn't. You know, but he's a productive player, right? Yeah, he's not that's, just. That's yeah. the hard part. The challenge with Tobias Harris, and, and this goes back to his Orlando Magic days. He's a guy who can average twenty points per game, but he is the kind of the epitome of he scores thirty one night and ten the next, and mm-hmm. it's twenty points. And you'd rather just know, all right, I'm getting twenty every night from a guy versus, yeah. you know, already exploded for a game. And then he had a couple poor games and those kind of things. He's always just been a little bit of an inconsistent score. There's sometimes when he goes through entire games, you don't even really know he's out there. And that's, uh, you know, that's a problem when you're paying guys essentially what's a max contract that, you know, for the amount of money he's got left over the next two years. So, so we'll see, it's going to have to take some creativity out of Daryl Morey, but he's one of the more creative GMs. So maybe he will find something that's workable. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully there is something that, that can be found that will um, that will work there, and uh, and they may be able to figure out a way to move Tobias Harris to a team that could use him, and and find pieces that are going to fit. What are, what are you looking for if you're Philly? What what is it that this team badly needs? I mean, shooting. you've got Chris Maxey. Yeah, I mean, you're just yeah. really that's you know you just I mean, need shooting yeah. alongside those guys. Yeah, you're you're looking for three and D players, wing shooters, uh, guys who can fill. You know, ideally, guys who could be you know small ball uh, for you to maybe maybe play you know small ball for and those kind of things. And uh, you know, 
Embiid, Harris, and or Embiid, Harden, and then uh, you know three shooters around them. Uh, maybe Tyrese Maxey's out there too, and two shooters around them. So yeah, I think that's what you're looking for. But they got to be able to hold their own defensively as well, because mm-hmm. you're starting to put an awful lot on Joel Embiid as a kind of backline defender, and that that you know with the amount he has to carry the load offensively too, that's asking a lot of a player. So yeah, I, it, it's that's what you want the challenges everybody wants that so yeah i was gonna say (laughs) fortunately for the sixers nobody's looking for three and d wing players who can shoot like that's every team is is just clamoring for for that and there's none of it on the market right now so yeah yeah well not much you might have to take three or d right and yep that's where you kind of start making some trade-offs and you start looking Mm -hmm. at it i think over the last probably probably really since kind of the Warriors came into being, you know, the Warriors several years back. I think what I have really started to think about is can these guys play in deep into the playoffs? Can you have that Mm -hmm. guy on the floor uh, deep into the playoffs? There's that player going to cause you so many issues on one end or the other. They have to take them out. And that's one of the things that I tend to be, think a lot and frame things up and that's that's tough to find those guys you really truly trust uh both ways even you know look in the finals there's a handful of guys on both sides where it's yeah they trust the guy a heck of a lot more when you know my team has the ball or when my team doesn't have the ball or whatever it is it's it's uh just you know interesting to to look Mm -hmm. at you know the way the game has evolved all right well let's let's get into the free agent point guards that are out there um it, it, this is, I'm always excited for free agency, but Keith, you have put together a list of free agents and you've ranked them. You put them, well, I shouldn't say ranked. You put them in tiers, which is different. Well, I never ranked them within the tiers. So that's you fair. ranked them with, within the tiers. But I mean, I think in general, a tier based system gives you a more accurate representation of what's really out there because the diff- different teams have different spending ability. Right. So if you are a team who, you know, you're only going to have the mid-level exception or the taxpayer mid-level exception, something like that, and you see a list of players and there's nobody in your rotation player tier or fringe player tier, well, you know, you're probably out of luck. You're not you're not going to because you're not getting the top tier guys. And conversely, if you are a team that's got a ton of cap room and you see there's not many targets in the upper tier, but there's a ton of those mid tier guys. Well, that tells you that if you do spend on somebody, it might not be that 1A guy that you were hoping to go get with that cap room that you've got. So I think the tier-based system is important because it visually demonstrates not just the depth that's out there, but the quality and the quality in each tier that's uh, that's available on the market. Yeah, absolutely. And th- this is roughly the way teams look at this too. One of the things mm-hmm. that teams do is they'll, they'll take a whole bunch of guys and they'll, they'll um, you know, put them on a board and every once in a while that whiteboard maybe gets leaked and we get a picture of it. Um, <laughs> you know, or if you're the Dallas Somebody Cowboys, you literally takes a picture of it. Right. Or if you're the Dallas mm-hmm. Cowboys, your, your owner GM holds up his draft board, uh, you know, at, at a press conference uh, when he's talking about the draft. But I think it's um, what's important to, to, to think about here is how teams look at this as they plug guys into four tiers mm-hmm. occasionally get into five um and those tiers are all-star starter rotation and fringe. And i'll explain those very briefly sometimes yeah. the all-star tier is broken into like superstar or they'll call yes. it like a max all-star um there's 
as we go through these over the next several shows, there's very few players even in that all-star tier. Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily mean the players coming off an all-star appearance. It, sometimes the guys haven't even made an all-star game, but it's, do you consider them an all-star level of player? Um, so that's where the all-star tier is. Um, the starter tier, again, similar. They don't always have to be a starter, um, but they have to be a guy who is can be a, have a starter level impact. So mm-hmm. I always think of like when James Harden was the Thunder sixth man. You still as a starter. Hero. Right. Right. Tyler hero would be in the starter tier this year, even though he came off the bench all year, because that's how good he is. Rotation players. Exactly what it sounds like. They're guys who you can plug into your rotation. And this is important distinction here too. This is generally based around the regular season. Um, Mm -hmm. The ranking is where it comes into determination there, but a rotation player is we can put him in our nine, 10 man rotation and feel pretty good about that. And then fringe, that's your last five guys on your roster. So maybe your last three, um, mm-hmm. you're going to see most of the two way players are in the fringe category, uh, those kind of things. And those guys are, are they're fringe players because what you're kind of looking at with those guys is they, they may be either in the league, maybe they're not in the league. It's, you know, they're probably filling the end of the, the roster spot. So really it's exactly what it sounds like. They're on the fringe. So with that in mind, then what I do after I plug it into a tier is they go through and rank the players within those tiers. Um, mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I'll get in there and I'll be like, all right, I blew this one. Got to move that guy up a tier sure. or something like that. Um, <clears throat> when people want to yell about these in the comments, you can yell at me. These are my rankings. Uh, Trevor <laughs> didn't have anything to do with these. Um, I put these together. So he'll you know, obviously voice his, uh, his uh, displeasure with these as we go, if he Absolutely. sees any. Um, but you want to get started right at the top? Yeah, let, let's do it. Kyrie Irving, number Kyrie one Irving. all-star. Yep, the only all-star, I think, of the free agent class. Um, say what you want about Kyrie. He's still great. You know, there's yeah, there's all sorts sure. of issues that come with him, for sure. I would be really nervous about giving him a five-year max deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but production-wise, still a great player, still an all-star player, and by far and away the best point guard in this free agent class. Do you think he's legitimately in this club? Like, do you think he's actually available or is this just foregone conclusion? He's back with the Nets teams. It's not even worth pursuing. I think he will opt out, but I think he will resign with the Nets. And I think what you're going to do is he's going to resign on a max deal, but it would be a max deal of the same length to tier tie him rather to Kevin Garnett. All right, Ke- I keep doing that, man. Kevin Durant, <laughs> um, tie him to Kevin Durant so that they are uh, uh, locked in together with the future, whether it be you know with Brooklyn the whole way through those contracts or not. Mm-hmm. But they're they're under contract for the same time. Yeah, uh, I could see something like that happening. I, again, if you're if you're a team that's in need of a point guard, which there aren't a lot out there actually that are in need of point guards, but no. if you're a team that's in need of a point guard and you're thinking maybe we can steal Kyrie Irving away in free agency. Probably not not happening. So when I look at this, yes, he's unrestricted. Is he really available on the market? Eh, probably not, though. Yeah, and that's a good call out there, too. Um, you see it listed here if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, it's listed unrestricted or if it's unrestricted yeah. with a player option or restricted right. with a player option. Uh, there's a couple of team options as well in there and those kind of things. Uh, so, for example, I'll just skip to him. Like John Wall, he's my ninth-ranked uh-huh. point guard, unrestricted player option. He's going to opt in. Um, yes. 
there's no world in which he is not. Uh, I would say the same very likely of Russell Westbrook as well. Uh-huh. But this is all the possible free agents, so I have them all on here. Then what I do is, as they opt in, I just take them off, bump everybody else up accordingly, and off we go as guys will opt in. So uh, the starter group, three players, in my opinion, uh, Jalen Brunson, Tyus Jones, Russell Westbrook, in that order. Um, If we talk them almost reverse order, Russ is what he is, but still a starting level point guard. You know, has mm-hmm. been. He would still probably start for, you know, several teams in the league if he was you know, even on a different team. Um, but that's he's not going to likely be a free agent, so we don't need to spend a lot of time. I will say this, and I'm curious for your thoughts on this because this is to me far more interesting than making you talk about Russ for countless more minutes when you've already Thank done you. it for hours. <laughs> I was torn. I'm not going to lie. I almost put Tyus Jones ahead of Jalen Brunson. I was just thinking about that. I was just thinking about it. And here was the the thought that popped into my head when I saw those two names just now, as you were, as you were talking about Russ, I'm looking at Tyus and I'm looking at Jalen Brunson. And I thought, if you put Tyus Jones in Jalen Brunson's role with the Mavs this season, how different would it be? If it would it be different, like what would, would the outcome be that much worse than what you got out of Jalen Brunson. Now, I, and part of me thought maybe I'm too high on Tyus Jones, but the fact that you said that makes me feel, feel a little bit better because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, could you make an argument that Tyus Jones could actually be ahead here? I think when we factor in contracts, because I think Jalen Brunson is going to get way more than Tyus Jones is going to get, I would lean towards Tyus Jones being the better value and, and being the guy I would rather have in terms of bang for your buck, con- considering contract, with that being factor in. But I still will give the nod to Jalen Brunson because he made a lot of really difficult shots this season, did a nice job getting into the paint. Tyus Jones was fantastic for the Grizzlies whenever John Morant was out. I'm still going to give the slight nod to uh, Brunson because we've seen him in that role, that key guy. This guy has to score the basketball for us. That job over the course of the season, Tyus Jones, his role kind of fluctuated throughout the season, depending on Jaws health. We saw him do it when need be, but again, we didn't see him do it for a full season. So I I would put, I would rank it as you have it ranked, but it is interesting when you look at those guys. And then in particular, when we start talking about what kind of contract they're going to get this off season, I don't know that Jalen Brunson is the guy I would pick when you factor in the salaries they're going to receive this summer. Yeah, so I, I will say this too. I agonize over these rankings. I spend a lot of time on these. I don't just throw the guys in here. Like I literally have probably spent. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I don't know. Well, well, well over 100 hours doing research, diving into stuff, looking at things, trying to really sort through these and put put a real uh, level of effort into this. Um, in the end, Jalen Brunson, he's going to get paid considerably more than Tyus yeah. Jones. Probably, it may even be double um, what Tyus Jones makes. Um, I think that's crazy. I you if you put them both in the 18 to 20 million dollar range i'd feel really good about those contracts for both of them i think instead you're going to see jones probably around 12 million a year and brunson probably in the 24 25 million a year uh range i just think that's where this is headed um i think fit would really be the difference here. Jalen Brunson, more of a scoring point guard than a distributing point guard. Um, he did make major, major strides as a playmaker. And that mm-hmm. was why I think I bumped him. Cause I think he's now shown already can run the show. So did that plenty while Luca was out. Um, but Tyus Jones is just to me, to me, there's no better backup point guard in the entire league. And he has shown when John Morant is out, he can start and carry the load, and just keep you moving. Never, ever turns it over. Better shooter and scorer than he gets credit for. I just love this guy. So that's why, you know, it's so funny, too, because if we had done this even a year ago, if you had told me Russ was down in the starter tier and was the lowest ranked of three players in the starter tier, it would have been like, what, did did, did his leg fall off? Like, or his, <laughs> his, uh, you know, one of his arms went missing? Um, you know, well, what happened here? But that kind of, to me, that speaks to the level of you know fall off but it's also there's a big age gap there between him and, and brunson and jones and so that's where you know i've got those two guys just enough ahead of him but um but yeah that's they it makes me feel good because i kind of expected you know, a little bit of wait what jones and brunson are that close for you but they're they're re- tyus jones is really really good and so is jalen brunson i just think jones mm-hmm. is massively underrated no i'm uh i'm pulling the um basketball reference stats between the two right now so i can kind of compare apples to apples and yeah it, it is ridiculously close when you get into the advanced stats um how good these guys are now the, and the other thing to, to factor in is their usage rate or usage percentage on basketball reference 22 percent for jalen brunson just 16.6 percent for tyan stone so you, again you got to factor that in as well can you but pull if you that look up at, on the screen yeah yeah in fact i'm, I'm gonna do that right now let me so, Jalen Brunson, uh, Tyus Jones. This is fancy stuff now. Come on. Guys. This is, <laughs> run-off show has gone big time here. This is, this That's is right. Time. That's right. It's our, it's our new system here. Let's just <laughs> yeah. really just kind of show off everything yeah. that, that we need to show. When we talk about yeah. stats, boom, we can put them right there on, on screen, <laughs> which, is, which is fantastic. But um, So, you look at their PER, which, I mean, it's a flawed stat, but sure. – at least it can give you something, some kind of idea of, of comparing the two. But what I look at is, is I look a lot at like the usage percentage, almost 22% for Jalen Brunson, and you've got 16.6% for Tyus Jones. And yet, if I scroll over a bit and I'm able to look at, um, I'm able to look at things like their value over replacement. I look at their win share. Their, it's pretty darn close 
between these two guys in a lot of ways, in a way that would suggest that one guy shouldn't be making almost double what the other guy is. Now, you could even look at this and say, well, Tyus Jones, if you increase that usage percentage, you put him in that Jalen Brunson situation, does that do all of his stats just go up in accordance to that? Does his effectiveness go up? Does his impact go up at the same level? And that's not always the case. Sure. That's why sometimes it's dangerous to look at like per 36 or per 48 or whatever it is that you want to look at, particularly if you have a guy who's extremely low in minutes that can muddy the water a little bit because exactly. let's face it, the more you play, the more fatigue becomes an issue, the more opposing defenses will key in on that player. Certainly there were You're defenses more minutes against starters too. In it, those cases usually that's yeah. a, that's a huge factor as well. So I don't want to just look at this and say, Tyus Jones, greater than sign Jalen Brunson, clearly give him more minutes, give him a bigger role. He's going to produce better stats because it doesn't always work that way in the NBA. But I think it is noticeable how similar they are to the point where I wouldn't be comfortable giving Jalen Brunson double what Tyus Jones gets. And yet I think that may be what ultimately happens here. Yeah, that, that's exactly like I said. I think Ty Jones is probably going to be in the $12 million range. And I think Brunson's probably going to be in the $25 million range. Mm -hmm. And you're paying Jalen Brunson that much, you better hope that it's scalable for him to live up to, you know, whatever that bigger contract is. And, and it may be. I, I like Jalen. This is, I don't want this to get uh, conflicted at all or. That's not the right word, but uh, conflated maybe. I don't want people to take this as I don't like Jalen Brunson because I do. I just like I really like Tyus Jones. Mm -hmm. um, that's that's more the takeaway. I hope people are coming away with here is like it's just you know maybe Brunson should get a little bit less, but Tyus Jones should get a lot more. And some of these teams that are looking at point guards, you know, all right, if Brunson says no matter, I'm not leaving Dallas. Uh, all is not lost. You know, maybe you got to take a closer look at Tyus Jones. And if I was the Grizzlies, I'd be doing everything I could to keep Tyus Jones. I, oh, yeah. Within sure. Because I just I love John Morant. But I think John Morant's a guy who's probably going to miss 15, 20, 25 games a season. Mm -hmm. And you really want to make sure you're covered behind him uh, if that is the case. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's jump back over into into your your list. Let me get to that in, in just a moment here. Um, it's so that's I mean, as far as the starters go. Yeah. As far as the starters go. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. There's not if you're looking for and I, there's not a lot of teams right now that need help out there in, in terms of the point guard position. But if you're looking for a point guard, there's just not a lot out there on this market in terms of like solid quality starters that are available to sign in free agency. Yeah, absolutely. You're you're if you're looking for a starting point guard, you you're better unless you really feel good you can get Brunson or Jones. You better start looking at the trade market uh, pr pretty heavily. Um, Which may not right. be the word like there's so many teams that are pretty well set at the point guard position mm -hmm. that the trade market it's probably not going to be terrible to, to go find. I think it's certainly going to be easier to go make a trade that lands you a point guard than it would be to make a trade to go get a three and D wing or something like that. Yeah, no, I think that's fair too. And there's a couple other things too. Like, like someone may ask like, where's Colin Sexton? If the player, if you don't see him on the position, you think I probably have him ranked under another position. Mm -hmm. um, I can promise you, I didn't forget guys. I'm out of this. Like I'm, really certain i've got everybody accounted for um but colin sexton i've got him under the shooting guards uh one of the things that happens in those situations is you want to kind of look at that in a um 
how I look at it is, well, where did the guy play and what is his role projected on a, like, I hate to say a regular team, but kind of a regular team. Like, what would it be? And mm. you know what? If you take a Colin Sexton as a point guard, that's fine. You know, think of him as a point guard. I don't have any issue with that. Just put, plug him in where you, you think he would be. And we'll do, after we finish the five positions, we'll do an overall top 50. And I think that'll give a little bit more picture of where some guys fall. But back to these point guards. Now, as weak as the top of this grouping is, I think there's a lot of really interesting players in the rotation group. Yes. Uh, we are not going to go through every single one of them, so don't 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 worry. This is not going to turn into a two-hour-long show. Um, but a couple of my favorites out of this group, I think Gary Payton II has yeah. earned himself a pretty big payday. Mm-hmm. Is he a point guard? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Is he a shooting guard? I don't know. Is he a small forward? Yeah, maybe. He's just a good basketball player at the end of the day. That's you know what he is, and yep. uh, he's proven he can fit anywhere. His performance in the NBA Finals uh, on the biggest stage, we see sometimes guys get a pretty nice bump out of that. So I think he's earned himself a pretty good payday, and I think he's a player the Warriors are probably going to extend quite a bit to keep uh, there in Golden State because it's it's you know they're they're just in a tricky spot to replace guys if they leave. So I think they'll do what they can to keep him. Yeah, agreed. That's definitely one that, that jumps out. You've got him in the in the one spot there. Uh, I want to jump down to, well, one of the things that stood out to me, Dennis Schroeder sitting below Ricky Rubio, below Patty Mills, below DeLon Wright, below Frank Jackson. <laughs> That's he's, probably the shocker for people. He's, he, yeah, yes, that and that is for me too. But uh, Dennis Schroeder certainly fallen quite a, quite a bit here. His free agency obviously didn't go the way he wanted it to last summer. I don't know what it's going to look like for him this summer either. What's what's going to be out there after kind of getting bounced out of Boston and then he's in in Houston and you know what that looks like there. He's still a talented player, but I think he'll be a bargain for somebody. I just don't that big offer. I just don't see it being out there for him though. Yeah, there may be some bias creeping in there. I did not enjoy my uh half season plus of Dennis Schroeder time. It was not my uh, favorite uh, time to cover uh, the, the Boston Celtics. And, uh, and he was a portion of that. So I fully admit that um, mm-hmm. can still score, but that's really all he does. He, he's, you know, when he gets assists, it's more of uh, he drove looking to score and he couldn't. So he kicked it out and the guy hit a jump yeah. shot or, you know, he left it for the big for a layup or something like that. He's just, he's not a natural playmaker for others, but it's scoring guard. Here's the thing. This is where fit really matters is when you get into the rotation spots. Because if you're a team that says, man, we just need somebody who can get us 10 points per game off the uh-huh. bench, then a shooter can do that. should be near the top of your list. You know, go get him then, right? That's what you need. And if you're okay saying he's never going to close a game for us, he's probably not going to start for us, um, but we need, you know, 10 points a night off the bench. hundred percent. Go get Dennis Schroeder. Mm-hmm. Just overall, man, I, I'm not that big. Um, going back up to to the top uh, real quick, just because I don't want to feel like he's kind of become a forgotten man because he got hurt and then traded while hurt. Ricky Rubio was having a great season last year. He was. Cats. Yep. Um, he's gonna miss probably half of this year. It'll probably be late January, early February. Probably he almost is gonna be like one of those trade deadline acquisitions for whoever signs him. But if you've got enough guard depth where you can get by in the first half of the year, sign Ricky Rubio, and then you probably have added one of the better backup point guards that will get added um, on the trade deadline, especially if you can afford 
put him in your 15th roster spot. Remember, in the NBA, there's no there's no injured list or injured reserve. Uh, they they everybody takes up a roster spot, but put him in put him on the roster and let him rehab and do his thing, and you're probably in good shape. That said, he's probably going back to Cleveland. Uh, that's mm-hmm. been the rumor out there for quite some time, but you know, good player. Um, Patty Mills, interesting. We'll see what happens with his player option. I think it's probably right around the same money he'd make if he opted out, but he might be of the age where he would opt out and then resign to add another year mm-hmm. on. Um, I've always kind of liked DeLon Wright uh, as a player. I think I've always liked him more than what he's actually shown. He's one of those guys where we talked a lot about the scalability. Is he yeah. scalable? Because every time he plays more, I start to like him a little bit less. You know, when he's a backup or he's kind of your. That's not a good thing. No, that's a little concerning. But if he's your third guard in a three guard rotation, it's probably not the end of the world. All right. I want to talk real quick about Frank Jackson. Yes. Let's do this. I'm betting on some stuff here with Frank Jackson because he got his most significant playing time last year with the Detroit Pistons. And it wasn't always pretty. Uh, Shooting dropped way off. Uh, he you know, shot only 31% from three, 40% overall. Um, but I think he showed a little bit more off the dribble uh, scoring. He showed a little bit more ability to do some stuff. In the year before with Detroit, he was at 41% from three. So one of those two things is real. I'm not entirely sure which one. But if I was talking about going and getting a guy and throwing him you know, maybe three, four million dollars. Um, mm-hmm. part of my mid-level exception. I'd feel pretty good about doing that with Frank Jackson. I, I just I feel like there's something there as far as being a, a bench shooter scorer um that fits. I I, I just it, this one's a little bit more feel and a little bit more yeah, when he was out there with Cade Cunningham and some others, he looked better. Uh than when he was kind of buried at your show running now. That that always got a little bit messy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, 23 years old, Frank Jackson, um, well, just turned 24, and he shot from three in, in each, each of his seasons. Uh, his first two seasons, 31% and 32, round up, you get 33%, then 41%, then back down if we round up to 31% last season. To me, that tells me he's got three subpar shooting seasons from three, sure. and then one season that's just... That's well above that. That, to me, sounds like the outlier. But when I factor in the age, it's possible that there's still development there. And that 141% from three season gives you an idea of what he's truly capable of. But I'm just a little hesitant because, again, three seasons out of four, he was below league average from, from behind the arc. And then one season, he happened to be well well above it. Yeah, this one needs to be one where... I feel pretty good about everything else I've got. So why not take a shot on this guy? And if he pops, maybe he takes us to the next level. Uh, If not, we go. Um, We already talked Dennis Schroeder. Then it's kind of just the 
you get into that veteran chunk of guys. <laughs> it's just yeah. a whole bunch of vets um, that can all do different stuff. I think they all deserve roster spots somewhere um, yep. for, for teams. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, uh, a couple of these guys, I think Corey Joseph, Kendrick Nunn, Kendrick Nunn's kind of guaranteed to pick up his player option. Yep. Uh, Corey Joseph very likely to pick up his as well. Um, but, it really kind of depends. If you need bench scoring, you go with a Goran Dragic. If you need a guy who can defend, you probably look at Javon Carter. If you need someone who can run your offense, Gigi Augustin's your guy. Um, I love Isaiah Thomas's comeback uh, with the Hornets, but there are times where that got a little bumpy. Lou Williams and Rajon Rondo, they're maybe they hang on uh we'll see with rondo's recent legal issues if anybody yeah. wants to touch uh him as a player but those two guys are they're they're right at the very end uh might might be kind of done for those guys um raul neto you know he's just kind of always been solid ish if you mm-hmm. if he's your third point guard you're probably pretty good at the position um if he's your third guy so if this one just kind of becomes is there somebody who can really fill a need for us that we like and then, you know, go grab those guys. And it wouldn't surprise me to see Carter Dragic back with, with their current teams back in Milwaukee and Brooklyn. Um, Cause both those teams kind of like them. It's kind of interesting. It's not exactly what happened, but Carter kind of was let go for Dragic. So that's kind of, kind of mm-hmm. odd uh, there. And um, you know, he, he honestly too, I will say he should have played more for the Bucks in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I like I like Javon Carter. I, I think for teams that have if you've got a star and you want to put that's gonna ha- have the ball a lot and you just want somebody who can defend the point guard position and knock in an open shot, I think he's actually a really good option for a lot of teams. You know, if I was the the Lakers and they did something where they traded Russ mm-hmm. and then that rebalanced they like maybe they trade him and they get a couple wings or something. There's not a point guard coming back. Javon Carter would be a guy I would think about giving you know a contract to and bringing in because I think he would fit. He doesn't really need the ball, but he's going to defend. Can make mm-hmm. some shots. Can can do some stuff as a secondary playmaker. Uh, you know, I've and stuff. I've done two in depth breakdowns so far of of building out the Lakers roster for Lakers Nation. Um, it, in different circumstances, one where the Lakers are willing to give up everything that they've got, everything that's not nailed down to try to win right now. What does that look like? And then another one where okay, Russell Westbrook stays. What does that look like? How do you build out that roster? So I've done two of those roster builds so far um, and put those over on the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. And in both situations, I wound up going after Javon Carter in free agency because like you said, he's just, he's a great fit alongside mm-hmm. a guy like LeBron. Like, I mean, you could say it for the Clippers too, like a, a, alongside Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, just about any star when you need somebody who can just defend like crazy. It's almost like the Mario Chalmers role, very similar yeah. to, to the way I, I thought of, you know, Mario oh, wait, Chalmers yeah. with those heat teams. So I think he can, he can play that role and play it well. So I, I'm interested to see what ultimately happens with him. The other thing that's important to know with him too, Brooklyn owes him three point nine million for next season, so mm-hmm. you might be able to get him a little bit cheaper than you're thinking because yeah. he's already getting paid a chunk from from the Nets after they waived him. A couple guys in the fringe, and we, we normally yeah. won't spend a lot of time in the fringe category, um, but a couple guys who who it's they think of this as guys who can kind of elevate themselves out of this. Uh, David Duke Jr. showed some stuff on a two way for the Nets uh, last year. He he's an interesting player. He's a guard. He's got some decent size um you know so he showed some stuff there uh aaron holiday 
I'm going to guess he doesn't even get the qualifying offer, ends up unrestricted. But he's a guy, every once in a while, you see one of these young point guards get mm-hmm. picked up by a team um, on a minimum deal. And then the next thing you know, that's like, all right, that guy popped. And he's kind of playing playing pretty well. Um, that's kind of like a Gary Payton-ish, you know, did, did that. Um, you know, takes, takes, sometimes it takes point guards a couple of years to get there. Um Facundo Campazzo, I don't know what to make of him. He was such a fun player a couple of years ago, but didn't play much. And that was on a team that didn't have a lot of point guard for a lot of the year, and he really was still fell out of the Nuggets. My guess is he just goes back overseas and you know finishes out and has a great uh, overseas career. And then I don't know, man. I don't know what to make of uh, Alfred Payton. But yeah. at this point, I think he's just, you know, someone will pick him up. He'll be somebody's third point guard, and he'll hang around and hopefully, you know, that team will hold peak and pop, you know, midway through. And then the only other guy I want to mention is Trent Forrest of the Jazz. He he was an interesting player at times uh, for Utah. He spent most of the year on a two-way and then got converted right at the end of the regular season. So, um, but uh, spoiler alert, it doesn't look a whole lot better on the other four positions. <laughs> this is, um, yeah. This is not the best free agent class. Um, no, I can tell you right now, uh, you know, sneak peek uh, for anybody who's who's very interested and going to follow along with us. I only have five total all star players um, in this class and only counting all stars and starters together, only 30 uh, total players in that bucket. Um, there, so um, we'll, we'll show you the rest of the positions on another show coming down the line. But yep. uh, there's a reason we've been calling it the summer of the trade <laughs> because it's That's right. certainly not the summer of the free agents. So, uh, but yeah, I think um, I think if teams want to get better, and I do think teams are going to be pushing hard to to improve, uh, it's going to have to be via the trade market. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, go check out the the YouTube channel so you can kind of yeah. see some of the some of the stuff that we were talking about. Um, hopefully you were able to still hear most of the, the names. We were, I think we did a good job at least of talking about the different names that, that we're going through here. But um, I will also say this too. Um, I will have articles about each position in my overall mm-hmm. top 50 up on spot track over the, the coming weeks as we get into free agency here in uh, 15 days. That's right. That's right. The draft, right? I mean, the draft is almost here. We've got free agency. We've got summer league. We've got all kinds. It is going to be absolute craziness going on around the NBA. So thank you, everybody, for for joining us. Make sure you are subscribing right here to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Again, don't forget to go check out the uh, the, uh, podcast as well over on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate all the five-star ratings and reviews that we can get. It's a great way to help out the show. Uh, we will do, I don't know if it'll be tomorrow, depend on how the news news looks, but yeah. we will get further into the free agency rankings. We'll get the shooting guards, small forward, power forward centers. We'll go through all of it so that we are prepared for free agency as ready as we can be. And then when that buzzer sounds and it starts, we'll be, we'll be <laughs> waiting for those Woj bombs to, to drop. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, Keith. All right. We made it through. We got to show off a little bit more of our, of our system here. Had a few <laughs> little hiccups. But that's all right. We survived. We'll stitch it we together. Survived. No one will even. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, they will now. Now that we mentioned it. Until <laughs> next okay. time, everybody. See ya and stay safe. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Granger for the ones who get it done.